Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, your Star Wars podcast for us super fans. And those of us who are forced to listen to them. Today is someday, and someday we're not talking, we're conversating. Conversating? Yes, we are here with Pat and Charles of Conversations. Get ready, because it's time to drink up. Drink up. Pop pop. Hello there. How are you, sir? I am well. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. Eh, it's good to be here. It's always good to be it's here. It's good to now. be everywhere. It's good to be next to you. Excellent answer. <laughs> <laughs> I am Brian, and with me, as always, is my better half and your better host, Thomas. Hello. <laughs> 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 so we had so many conversations yesterday. Well, by so many, I mean two. But that's a lot of people for us, especially in COVID-19 times. Absolutely. But they were they were awesome. They yeah. were easy. They were fascinating. It was a good time. Yeah. So you are about to listen to our conversation with Pat and Charles over on the Red 5 Network with their show Conversations. And oddly enough, I think the universe is speaking and someone should be doing cosplay here next summer. I mean, what's the chances of that cosplay coming up two times in a row? Uh, I'm telling you, the baby Jesus is giving you advanced warning to get into cosplay, Thomas. Hmm. Little baby Anakin telling you to <laughs> dress up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Pat and Charles were awesome. They were a lot of fun. And uh, I have to say, gave us a run for our, our, our money on their uh, great little relationship that they have with each other. In a very different way, absolutely. But they super were super nice guys. Yeah, they were they were great friends, and uh, and uh, honestly, their wives sounded really honestly. It was a really great conversation. So I think we are both looking forward to listening to this, and uh, then we'll talk to you when it's over. Enjoy, enjoy. which I think I said it correctly because Lord knows I can't normally. <laughs> we were uh, just clapping. We were joking around about uh, the time we had our friends from Force Toast on our podcast, and Tom and I spent 15 minutes clapping because apparently we don't know how to count. Our clapper friends. But Pat and Charles <laughs> did a much better job than we did. So Woo-hoo. welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> We've uh, been chit-chatting here a little while about uh, cosplaying, about VHS, and uh, toy collecting already has been. We've already had a conversation. There you and go. that's the show, folks. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Thank you very much, guys. It's been a real pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are y'all doing on the 
this uh, fine Saturday afternoon. I am doing very well. Thank you very much, and thank you for having us. No, thank you for coming on. It's been uh, months in the making, right? I think. It's all in the planning. Maybe. It is. Yeah. <laughs> We're very excited. We're very, very, very excited. You're going to be, this is going to be cosplays, cos, Cosplay Talk 2.0. Our, our two episodes in a row are going to be all about cosplaying. Very cool. Tom's mm-hmm. really going to be a cosplayer after all this. <laughs> yes, the pink Wookiee is going to be uh, working on a, a cosplay. I want to call it disguise, but anyway. <laughs> I guess it depends on how you look at it. A pink dress. A pink, pink dress is going to be coming your way. And yeah, did we agree that it was going to be pink, though? It is. Yeah. We agreed it was going to be pink? Well, I decided. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I decided for you. <laughs> yeah. What do we want to pink? It's pink. What's, what's so funny, as members of the LGBTQ community, we fought for many, many years to have marriage equality, and the same as everyone else, Tom and I had spent many years before. But what I did not have the ability of doing was tapping a desk with a ring on it, uh. and that ring means I can make the decisions for you. <laughs> <laughs> I.e., so, I'm forced to listen. Yeah. <laughs> forced to go on a podcast. He's going to be a pink rex. <laughs> he was forced to have three children. And he will be forced to do the housework when he gets <laughs> off his podcast today. Uh, I'm go. not sure that's how the force works. <laughs> well played. Oh, come on, big deal. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, all right. All right. Well, thank you guys. We're no, honestly, yes, really thank excited. you. Thank you for. We have uh, their shows just like ours, and it's just a lot of conversation. It's great. Yep. I like That's it. Great. I like it. So, guys, why don't you start us off by telling us how you met? <laughs> well, I'm not going to say it because I'm wrong. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, it's kind of like wrong. my house. <laughs> You're right when you say exactly what I tell you to say. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious. I, how many? I don't know how many times we've been over this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, there's already a theme I'll, to the podcast. There you go. I guess I'll use the, um, you know, the the real history, not the um, revised history that Charles would have told you. Um, okay. So, our wives are both nurses, and they met through nursing, oddly enough, and um, there was a holiday party um, uh, around Christmas where um, the entire nursing unit, well, everybody that wasn't working, um, (laughs) went out to dinner and with their their spouses and such. So those two, um, having started at the same time, um, grew close. So they sat across from each other at the table. And then their spouses, of course, us, sat across from each other at the table. Uh, One, I would say perfectly timed Star Wars reference. And um, (laughs) then he was hooked. And so, you know, with with the way that our wives meshed and then the way that we meshed, uh, we became fast friends. And... um, We've been date. friends. Uh, very yes, yes. Star Wars was the so perfect icebreaker. We looked into each other's eyes. No, um. So <laughs> we 
um, you know, had had become friends for what is it now? Ten years? Eleven years? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that that He's works right. Yes. On this one. Yes. Yes. So, that is the time. Um, so it was it was a lot of uh, getting together, hanging out. Um, then you guys stayed with us for a little while, and um, <laughs> then I forced you to watch the Clone Wars, and then you're forever in my debt for that. <laughs> and then then you know they started doing the Star Wars stuff at Disney, and then it was well now we have to add that to the mix mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in all those trips to disney to you know take photographs with darth vader and be you know chastised by stormtroopers for wearing you know good guys t-shirts um we spent a lot of time talking mm-hmm. and i think this is a segue into the second question Look at that. Which, if you're up for it, and you get them all right, I'll let you answer this one. <laughs> no pressure. So well, yes, Charles, do you yes. concur with that? Is that that is accurate? That? See what that's what, accurate. Yes, right? that is completely <laughs> accurate. What my problem was is I didn't remember the holiday party, which was probably three or four months. Uh, before the first time Pat and Kelly came over to the house, which mm-hmm. was my sort of first recollection, and that was the that was the the time that we, you know, sort of continued that bond and everything. And I think that was also the first time that he noticed uh, some uh, oddly placed Star Trek paraphernalia that he didn't really know about because he hadn't been at our house yet. So <laughs> that was that's where the uh, the uh, the We've education of Mr. Charles uh, started and uh, the the further indoctrination. <laughs> See, can we all agree that nobody's perfect? Okay. So, oh, there you go. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, there there are. Thank you, everybody. I I have to agree. (laughs) You have to agree. Well, y'all said it. I I wasn't over here saying anything. I'm just agreeing, you know, being a good host. I'm not going to say no to our guests, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so. I, I, think, oh, I think Charles used Star Trek to um, uh, to court his wife. Um, <laughs> was oddly successful. Um, however, we kicked that nonsense to the curb and uh, got him back on track. Yeah, well, good job. Yeah, well, I'll just tell Bernie, my wife, that uh, she's you're going to kick that Star Trek to the curb. No, no, oh, no, no, oh, there no, you go. No, 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 this stays between us. <laughs> And the listeners. That's right. <laughs> yes, well, my uh, <laughs> my wife uh, it was a graduate of McGill University uh, in biosystems engineering in Montreal, and that's uh, William Shatner's alma mater. And so he's okay. you know he's spent time in Montreal, well, that's and cool. yeah, so she felt that she felt that connection to him, and also she grew up watching Star Trek the original series. So and she thoroughly enjoys Star Trek as well and yeah. Star Wars. Um, to I would say like a lesser degree, but I think as our podcast started, you know. Um, they would listen to us sometimes, well, not sometimes, most of the time unwillingly uh, as we talk about Star Wars and, <laughs> and go crazy with things, but they would be honestly, <laughs> they would be honestly laughing and enjoying what we're doing. And we're, you know, it's, we have fun with it and we joke around, but with, as we learn, you know, and get deeper into the lore, we make sort of deeper Star Wars jokes and purely for the, at the time, for us to make each other laugh. 
but as a sort of a collateral damage, our wives would end up laughing as well because it, it's funny sometimes. So, yeah, you know, I think it was Kelly who had said, she goes, why don't you guys, you guys should really start a podcast. And then Bernie's like, yeah, that would be totally good. You guys could talk your Star Wars over there, like away from here. <laughs> Find a space and talk Star you Wars know, over there. I understand there. that. That's what I thought when I heard my husband was starting a podcast. I'm like, honey, that is great. You can now talk to people that are super fans just like you. And I was super encouraging until I got that that knock. And that knock was, hey, by the way, you're doing it with me. I'm like, hey, by the way. Wait, what? Now, wait a yeah, second here. For being so yeah. supportive. I was going to say, was that knock on the door or knock on the uh, the uh, the ring knock? I spent a lifetime fighting for that right. I'm going to take it. So, so if I understand correctly, your wives are not super fans. Well, but, but they're not forced to listen also. They well, would fall in between. Yeah. I mean, I'd say Kelly's a, a, a sort of much has a lot deeper connection to Star Wars than Bernie does. I mean, she likes Star Wars and she's enjoyed the movies. Uh, and I think by, um, you know, meeting Pat, marrying Pat, certainly Kelly has a lot sort of deeper connection to the franchise. Uh, but I would say at an even keel where when we're all together, Bernie and Kelly would be an equal, you know, sort of an you know even keel about how you know their fandom goes, you know, like okay, watch Star Wars, whatever, you know, or talk about it, or listen to us, or tolerate us. Um, but she certainly has the deeper knowledge of it. But um, but that's changing. It's it's certainly coming along uh, much in our favor. I would say <laughs> they. Um, yeah. How many years did that take, though? So I'm just I want to know what my road to <laughs> the fandom will be. <laughs> did well, it take um, several years or? Uh, you know, at the risk of um, losing her forever, I didn't want to. Um, I didn't expose myself as a Star Wars super fan um, immediately. Um, You're much I've known than my wife since I was like 14. Mm. Okay. So there's there's a long, if you ask her, long, long history. <laughs> There sometimes too long, um, but it wasn't until she agreed to marry me that I was like, "Now I've got you!" And I love Star Wars and dress up, and I'm super weird. And she was like, "Well, I already said yes, so yes, here we go." There's the um, ring. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So, um, you know, it's it was um, you know Star Wars being something I love, and my wife. You know, being someone I love, uh, I, I wanted to merge the two, and um, I, I I feel like I have successfully because as as you saw in the photo, I have um, convinced her to get into a little bit of cosplay. That's awesome. And um, we, uh, she, single-handedly set up our entire Galaxy's Edge opening day experience. Yep. And awesome. made sure that we got in. We were in the park. What time were we in the park? Like 3 a.m.? Yes. We, we actually left the hotel at 3 a.m. And we were on property at f quarter to 4. Okay. And then, okay. yeah. And then awesome. we were amongst a bunch of Star Wars wonderful people. And we were there from about 4.15 in line waiting to get in. That's so great. Wow. You know, I have only ever been to Disneyland once. I don't remember the year. But Captain EO was not out yet. Wow. Oh, so like, like yeah. early 80s. Yeah. Man. So I have 
never been to Star Tours. I've never been <laughs> to Galaxy. Sweet. And you're a Galaxy. super fan? I, uh, I feel like I, I feel like <laughs> We're going to have to rename this whole thing, I think. Well, Tom, interestingly enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's so, that's so awesome. And you're a very smart man for waiting to drop mm. the nerddom. Mm. So Tom and I met like a really long time ago. The first time we met, there may or may I was in college, so that's my excuse. But there may or may not have been alcohol involved. <laughs> and... That's your we, excuse. Okay. Yeah, we didn't remember meeting each other. We Don't met, remember him at all. Yeah, we met again a year later, and in the minute of talking to one another, it's like, have we talked before? And we kind of put it together. <laughs> then, I mean, it's very... Again, there was some of this. We were going to go on a date, and I stood him up. <laughs> Because the phone conversation was really bad. I had a final the next day. I was like, can't do this. I canceled the date like 10 minutes before we were... It was bad. This okay. story never gets old. No. <laughs> I'm sure everybody who's listened has actually heard it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, man. And then for like a good amount of time later, I'm like, that is the most attractive person I have ever seen. Like, that was a stupid mistake. <laughs> Good dig out. Yeah. <laughs> it was really dumb. So, and then, all of a sudden, we had all these mutual friends. And Tom, like, kept popping up and popping up. I'm like, ah. Oh. So, finally, like, we got it all worked out. And we, I, he avoided me like there was no tomorrow. He would see me walking in the room and he'd go to the next room. I was like, okay, well, I mean, I behaved myself into this situation. Right, this is correct. But... <laughs> So finally, like, I get one of my friends to just go, I'm like, go, just tell him that I'm actually a nice person. And so Tom, like, <laughs> reluctantly came and, like, love him, whatever the conversation was. And I was tired. I love Tom, <laughs> and I love his confidence that can sometimes border on arrogance, but, like, in the most, like, in the sexiest way, like, in a very attractive way. You know what I'm talking about. And Tom's response was, well, tell me something interesting about yourself that would make me interested in going on a date. Wow. And I was like... Well, I live my life based on the three S's, and that is South Park, yeah. Sex in the City, and most importantly, Star Wars. <laughs> so it was like, you what you avoided, I like just put all out there. But I was also like desperate at this point. Like, I will say anything to go, you sound like a complete and utter idiot, but I'm curious where that came from. <laughs> So you based it on intrigue, okay? Yeah, yeah. Interesting strategy. Yeah, mix of desperation. And I was looking for a free meal, so I agreed to go on a date. I was extremely late. I, I remember talking on the phone with some friends, thinking, "Oh yeah, I'm a little late. Oh well, I'm sure he'll be there waiting." At least you didn't stand him up. No, no, no. And I didn't pay for that meal either. <laughs> Andy ordered the most expensive bottle of wine. That is not true, but but it makes for a good story. So yes, I um my my history with my wife was more about um because we we knew each other in high school and uh, she was in a much you know in the high school sort of cliques of uh, sort of a different class of of uh, grouping and. We used to be on the same you mean bus. She didn't play Dungeons and Dragons. She actually did play Dungeons. She played. She made a character at one point because uh, 
one of her good friends was was she was helping us wait, to wait 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 did she really we made a character for her yeah we made a character for her yeah we should uh, we should That's talk about that awesome. one day and I didn't know that yeah well oh boy there we go <laughs> I've created a monster again <laughs> so and my nerddom was already in there so. Uh, it was baked in from the start, and uh, you know we went our separate ways after college. And then uh, I saw her again at a bar, uh, and locally it was actually a Christmas party for the company I was working with, and I saw her, and I was always attracted to her, of course. And yeah. I went up to her, and she didn't recognize me because it had been a few years, and you know I, I guess I changed appearance wise, and she was there with her friend, and for the life of me, I couldn't remember Laura's name, and I kept calling her Tanya, and she was getting. <laughs> so pissed at me apparently which is fine because you know she wasn't a great person anyways but um it was it it was very much a sort of butt in and like just sort of put her to my back and and speaking to to bernadette and she didn't recognize me and that's where we started and i think that you know that the geekdom sort of was already uh was a known quantity um yeah and like pat has said you know we you know before the podcast started which was actually timed to Celebration Chicago. Again, another event that Pat's wife put together for us. Uh, she had, a, what, three computers or, or two computers and an iPad, I think. She was in line to get tickets. Uh, two computers, an iPad, and two iPhones. Ah. That's two, awesome. Yeah. Yes. And so she coordinated the whole five-day trip. Um, we were we considered the expensive package if we could for the VIP. It was like a different level, mm-hmm. but they were gone within you know half a millisecond. But we were lucky enough to get the five-day package. And, awesome. Yeah, and she coordinated the whole thing, so and the hotel and everything. And at that point, um, you know, we had gone to Celebration Orlando. I had done the, the, the cosplay for, um, for uh, Luke, uh, the uh, Endor, Endor Luke. Endor Luke. Yeah. And when we said, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this five-day adventure. And Pat's like, okay, we got to uh, cosplay it up. And at this point, my comfort level. <laughs> you were like, uh. uh. But my comfort level had gone from the instant that I put on the poncho. We left, we parked in Orlando that day, right? We got there for the Saturday. It was a one day event. Put on the poncho, put on the hat. Because, of course, you can't drive with that. Well, you could. Well, anyways, never. So we got out of the car, <laughs> put it on, and then we started you don't walking. don't want to hit a tree. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> We started walking I've been towards in cars with drag queens in <laughs> full, like fully done. If they can do it, and or Luke can do it. Like <laughs> we got out there, and I was definitely self-conscious. Um, you know, I've never done this type of thing before. But yeah. the within five or six minutes, a of walking among people who were dressed up from every different level of of quality, and I don't want to say quality in the bad sense. I just mean like. A quick thrown together, a store bought, um, a sort of piecemeal like that we did, and then you have like from what I saw, screen accurate as if they just walked off a movie, walking among everybody, and everyone was just so appreciative and like stopping for photos, and it was, it was absolutely amazing, and it was a you know amazing experience that you know really opened the eyes to well, so not only did we, you know, we fans of that, we can make a costume and then sort of live that life of that character for however amount of time that uh, you know we want to do that for. So yeah. when Celebration Chicago came along and we had talked about the podcast, it's like, okay, well, we have, what, a year? I think we started planning a year ahead of time. And we started planning out the podcast to launch prior to Celebration Chicago. So that would be um, December of 2018. We recorded okay. a bunch of first episodes. 
and uh, just sort of had him sort of quote unquote in the can because we're so technical and professional, you know, and uh, <laughs> we did some fun commercials and everything. And then we just started slowly releasing them. And uh, I think it was February, early February of 2019 and uh, had started it that way. So we, really it was the coming out party for our cosplay for those five days for the podcast. It was all these different things came so all at the awesome. same time. And, uh, and yeah, that was, that was where it all started. <laughs> that's awesome. I love yeah, hearing awesome. that. That's yeah, that's really, and, really great. And I have to, I have to piggyback on this because your, your Endor Luke was, um, you're, like you said, quite self-conscious with that. And by the time we did the Dapper Droid Day at oh, yes. Star Wars Celebration Chicago, um, it was your show. <laughs> Because cause I was just doing a sophisticated series of bleeps and whistles um, as Archie. And you, like, became C-3PO. Yes. And we were walking through, you know, it was, it was, it was droid-themed, like, suits and top hats. And he had, like, glasses that glowed, had lights in them and stuff. But it was um, um, just, uh-oh. We can't make it a single recording without a child interruption. No um, one of three is knocking at the door. Sorry, guys. No worries. No worries. <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> it's pretty much like that. <laughs> yes. So have you, like, were you fans when you were younger as well? Or is this something that just came on, you know, now that you're in your early 20s? <laughs> Pat looks like he's in his early 20s. <laughs> I look like I'm in my early thir- well, three times 20s. <laughs> I um, remember Star Wars since, I mean, the, the films came out before I was born. But uh, I remember Star Wars in some capacity forever. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I was I was first exposed to Indiana Jones um, and was very distressed to see Indiana Jones be put in that metallic coffin of carbonite. <laughs> um, that's my first real Star Wars memory, and it was traumatic for me because I'm like, how dare they do that to Dr. Jones? Um, but um, then I – because it was just on TV. So then I was like – that's the guy that plays Indiana Jones, but it's somebody, it's a different character, obviously. So I um, then wanted to see that story, and I was younger than five, so maybe like three or four when I first saw it, and then um, was was captivated by it, and then I was a Star Wars fan. Awesome, awesome. How about you, Charles? Well, it's, it's similar, and it's funny that, you know, I'm 13 years Pat's senior, so, uh, and I use that term senior very, uh, very seriously. So, the... He gets the discounts, <laughs> he gets the early dinner, the whole thing. <laughs> um, I'm going to get it soon, too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are smart. Um, I was born in 72, and when uh, Star Wars came out, I was a bit too young, I... I vaguely remember sort of understanding what it was, but by the time Empire rolled around, uh, my eldest sister, um, in all her coolness, arranged to bring me to uh, a double showing at a drive-in in Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the first run, it was a first run for Empire Strikes Back, 
and it was a newly uh, branded A New Hope was the second feature. So I saw Empire the first time as well, which is, we only, Pat and I only realized that maybe a couple of months ago that we had actually seen the same movie the same, you know, at the same time, 13 wow. years separated, which is really kind of cool. Um, so that, you know, seeing Empire Strikes Back, I was like in awe uh, in the car. I clearly remember, and it was visceral, the the ATAT march uh, and through the uh, the uh, the binoculars, uh, yeah, and just how menacing those things look. But I was I was also equally fascinated, and that was it, hooked. And then we stayed for A New Hope, um, and I remember seeing that. I don't know. I, I could have fallen asleep. I have no idea. I have. I tend to fall asleep too. <laughs> you can just ask Pat about watching Clone Wars, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> um, Yes, when Pat, uh, when Pat got me to watch The Clone Wars. I we... didn't even say it. No. Well, yeah, well, it was also like 11 o'clock at night, and you were, I think, off shift at this point, and we started watching The Clone Wars, the, uh, the first four episodes of The Clone Wars movie, and apparently I fell asleep <laughs> very early in the movie, and like when the credits were rolling, and Pat's like, hey, buddy, how'd you like the movie? <laughs> it was fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> But so uh, was yeah, badass in that movie. She was so awesome to see all those. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> so that would be uh, that would be my experience, and that's as long as as soon as I saw those two movies, and then I saw uh, A New Hope uh, again on VHS, um, and sort of started at start. This, that was it. Hooked, hook, line, and sinker. Um, looking for the toys at Christmas. Uh, it was. It was. And you know, as far as after Return of the Jedi happened and the dark times as everyone calls them and I agree and that's where sort of my fandom for Star Trek came along is that I didn't have Star Wars to sort of to bridge it over um, but Star Wars never left there was always that connection to really a foundational story that uh, that helped me with my creativity but also like Dungeons and Dragons having that sort of you know option and, and uh, ch- being able to channel that creativity into other things that really was born from that uh, from that movie for sure Cool, cool. So, your favorite movie is The Clone Wars? <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly it is. <laughs> All right, what is it really, though? Am I going to take this one first? Okay, well, that's a really hard question to answer. Um, because okay. I think for each mood that I have, or whatever's sort of going on in the day, or if I do have a moment at night, it, it really does change, and it'll be from... Uh, anything. I mean, I love, you know, the, the sequel trilogy. I love those movies, the, the original trilogy, the, the prequels, and I'll get to that in a second, but the, uh, or Solo or uh, Rogue One. Um, so they're all equally great in, in certain aspects. Uh, but if I had to choose one, I'd have to go to A New Hope because it represented the starting point of that story. And for me, even though I saw Empire first, um, I can remember understanding the starting of that story. It's like, okay, this is where we started. Okay, I get it. And then that sort of launched me into that story. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what do you think of the Clone Wars now before we get to... uh... (laughs) Well, uh, as he said... Watching the Clone Wars movie you've was. Recognize the er- no, we've practiced it. <laughs> yes. You've recognized the error yeah. of your ways. You are brilliant, and if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> wow, it's like I'm at home now. Did that uh, did that come off uh, authentic? <laughs> yes, very 
Um, so the, making it Adam look Driver, like you're reading it. <laughs> so I was never a fan of the animation style uh, of the Clone Wars. Okay. And um, when I saw, um, I took a, a young, like a, not a, a little brother, you know, the Big Brothers, Big Sisters organization. Yep. Well, I had like sort of a loose association with some family friends who was needing a sort of a father figure at the time. So I took him to go and see the to Phantom Menace. And he liked Star Wars, but sort of casually. And I remember watching it, and I remember thinking to myself, wow, this is what Star Wars has become. Now, at the age and the time it was, for me, that was just in a different wheelhouse. I didn't, yep. you know, it was just a different time. And so I wasn't a big fan of, of The Phantom Menace. Um, I did like Qui-Gon. Uh, I thought he was quite cool. But um, Attack of the Clones, I don't even think I actually saw it in theaters, which is likely oh, wow. a very big okay. no-no for a Star Wars fan. And I did see Revenge yeah. of the Sith, and I remember doing that. Um, so leading into the Clone Wars proper, A, I remember seeing the animation styles like, oh, don't even like that either. And it's like, oh, the characters, uh, never got into yeah. it. So just sort of skipped it through. And uh, leading into the era of my ways, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> and to Pat's behest, he says, you got to watch the Clone Wars. They, you know, yes, just don't look at it for the animation style. It's just a style. But the stories are fantastic okay okay and didn't have disney uh disney uh now or whatever this or cartoon network but then they came onto netflix yeah. and as soon as they came on the netflix i started watching them and i understood like wow holy moly some of these arcs are extremely deep some of them are you know fluff and for kids and stuff like that so it is a cartoon network show but i sort of put that aside and and absorbed the the deep lore of it and i am now one of the biggest fans of this clone wars and the the prequel movies because they've infused so much more depth to those characters and it's critical it's critical watching not only for the attack of the clones into the revenge of the sith but far reaching all the way to the rise of skywalker that's how far some of those um some of those ideas and uh, mm -hmm. thoughts on the force transfer that far and that's i cannot speak enough about them so truly but honestly error in my ways but i'm glad for have having gone through that I am so glad that those things hit Netflix because I was a massive Clone Wars fan from the onset. The movie was fun. Like, I'm not going to give it, like, some deep... But it was a fun movie. I like to soak in the second... But you Oscar didn't fall screen. asleep during it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, the time when I went and saw that. But, you know, I, for me personally now, I think Clone Wars is the foundation of all of Star Wars. Like, everything sits on the shoulders of Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. And I think... Uh, like, I am a, a massive fan of Clone Wars. Very cool. It's forever the best. Forever the best. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what about you, sir? What's your favorite movie? Oh, um, I think we're in agreement with a lot of things, Charles and I. And um, it also uh, kind of depends on my mood, which... Star Wars film is my favorite at the time. Consistently, um, I like Empire and Jedi. Um, I could always, well, I mean, when it comes to Star Wars, it's like, could I watch that? Absolutely. But you don't even know which one. Exactly. Just <laughs> press play. Just put one um, in. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's just, it's like, all of them will do. Um, but uh, sometimes when I'm, um, you know, winding down and, and throwing up the Disney Plus, it's like, well, let's uh, 
Mm, let's kind of, you know, see which one we want to see today. <laughs> and um, I'd say consistently uh, Empire and Jedi are, are two that I will always be ready to watch. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Now, did any of them yield a favorite character or anything like that? Oh, well, <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, with with Brian's love of the Clone Wars, I'm <laughs> I'm going to jump into Clone Wars for a quick sec and <laughs> I love Hondo Onaka so much. <laughs> He's like nice. my favorite person of all time. Um, in fact, the one day at, at um, Celebration Chicago, we did. I I cosplayed Hondo and Charles did um, Cad Bane, and he was he was brilliant in his silence and um, well I mean that's the cat that's the character yes and but Hondo is very much not silent so um, <laughs> between yes. the two of them and it was really cool because everybody was like oh that's Hondo oh, that's Cad Bane and like yeah. it wasn't like we looked like them we were them. <laughs> That's and so, awesome. so people yeah. would come up and be like, hey, can we get a photo? And I'd be like, of course you can have a photo. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's like, yeah, you can have a photo, but what do I get in return? Um, and, of course, Charles just kind of there, you know, being the broody Cad Bane, which was was so great about his C-3PO later because yeah. he got to take the lead on that one. But um, so Hondo... The whole reason I want to do Honda, which is very difficult cosplay, um, from the you know outfit pieces to the prosthetics, the facial prosthetics and everything, yeah. um, it was very difficult because of how complicated and complex it is. But I knew he's such a strong and interesting character that I knew I wanted to to cosplay him. That's awesome. And so it was one of those things where it's like. Is this going to take a lot of time, energy, and several instances of disappointment? Yes. <laughs> However, will it be worth it? Absolutely. So, um, so I I did and and pulled it off uh, moderately successfully. Um, so, animation-wise, I love Hondo and Jim Cummings' version was just yep. I mean his. Uh, voice acting was was fantastic on that. So um, I have to split this up through animation with Honda <laughs> and live action. Oh, man, I I have to right now because it changes all the yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> but right now I have to say Luke Skywalker. Nice way to go. Nice, awesome. So, Tom, you know who Luke Skywalker is. Hondo Anaka is the pirate. Do you remember when the arc that we watched when Asaz? Tom's was like, when, what? Like, yeah. I'm like, hey, good for you. That sounds like a great character. I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> Can you spell Hondo? <laughs> remember when uh, Count Dooku. Great, had buddy. Kill... And Charles, yeah. who's your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Taj was captured and she stole that ship and killed all those people and then the pirates she was like join the pirate people 
who ended up teaming with uh, uh, Savage and Maul? No. Okay. Anyways, there we go. <laughs> oh, Pat, Hondo's that's great. right. Here we go. Here's Hondo right there. Oh, there you go. That Yeah, that dude. Remember him? Yeah. He's almost got like a tropical voice. <laughs> I like do, a... actually. Okay. Oh, all right, there we go. He's like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Charles, who's your favorite? <laughs> I bet you looked great. <laughs> Charles, what's your favorite? <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs> season 5, episode, or, uh, Mandalorian Season 5, The Gunslinger, also known as Cad Bane. I'm just putting it out there. Yes. It is not both bad. It's Cad Bane. That's who's coming back. Yes. Cad Bane. Awesome. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> so I would like to actually uh, say that uh, your performance was uh, mildly successful as, as Hondo was not well, uh, was not strong enough. It was fantastic. The prosthetics were amazing. The, uh, you know, you're a Jedi in cosplay. So uh, whatever I've learned, whatever I've been able to do for me is, uh, is coming from you. So there you go. Um, That's right. Fantastic uh, choices. And I'll do the same. I'll do animated and I'll do live action. And um, when I... Oh. First, you know, Empire. Um, my first, I guess, love for a character was was Han Solo. That was the, that's what he resonated with me the most. And that year uh, at Halloween, um, I needed to dress. <laughs> you guys will get the full story here. Have we talked about this in full yet? Have we? Okay. So, the I'm not sure. So we're gonna go for it. Um, since we're talking cosplay, um, now I, I grew up in Montreal in Canada. And uh, there's, you know, 16 or 17 minutes of summer in Canada, and then uh, it goes to winter. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll be chastised for that from several Canadian friends, but uh, for the most part, it gets very cold. And so uh, Halloween time comes around, and I wanted to cosplay as Han for, for Halloween. So I think I did my best with what I could do. There was no such thing as a, as a Han Solo cosplay, not even like the old school, early 80s, like plastic, you know, death trap. Uh, plastic sheets and everything so I put together a white collared shirt I think dark colored jeans I think I even put like the yellow stripes of some sort of tape or whatever yeah. and for the uh, for his his um, his jacket uh, I had to well I needed a I needed a jacket that was you know good for the cold because you know it was yeah. cold so <laughs> I had to break character so uh, my sister in all her uh, in all her smarts she made me a sticker uh, for my coat, uh, identifying me as Han Solo, <laughs> just in case for people, <laughs> because uh, Ooh, I didn't exactly. Had a name tag. I had a name tag, um, and it was, I believe, Je m'appelle Han, which, like, I am, like, hi, I am, you know, like one of those types of things. Uh -huh. Han Solo was written in a very nice font, and uh, that's probably the earliest cosplay I can bring back. So he was my sort of first connection was Han Solo. Yeah. But uh, as the movies have progressed. Um, I would say live action, uh, I think Qui-Gon really has resonated with That's me. Awesome. Yeah, I think that, you know, his approach to um, the Force and, and how he worked and how he saw things and and acted really sort of hit me as a person, especially also with, you know, the books like uh, Master and Apprentice where it gives him some more depth in there. And, you know, uh, and as we saw in the Clone Wars and the uh, the Lost Missions and how... He was yep. basically the teacher for the other for the rest of the Jedi for for Force Ghosts and everything. So he had a big impact. So I liked him for sure. And yes, we caused we actually cosplayed him at uh, at Celebration while uh, Pat did uh, his Obi Wan. And um, I'd wow. say animation would be uh, Rex. 
Rex is uh, he's my guy. Um, yeah. There's certainly a connection because I can pull him off uh, <laughs> physically right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, um, so uh, yeah, and he's cool, and he's just he's another example of a great character who has a very early introduction in the Clone Wars, and then we see him again in Rebels, and you know the um, uh, in. Return of the Jedi, you know, there's a common uh, or an accepted enough theme that, you know, he, he was that uh, white-bearded um, uh, uh, trooper on Endor and potentially in The Mandalorian. Who knows? So we'll see. But, yeah, so I'd go with Rex as an animated uh, character. Awesome. awesome. I love how it does change because, like, growing up, I was always a Luke Skywalker kid. <laughs> the The tree cave scene has an incredible importance in my life that maybe one day I've kind of alluded to it on the podcast. Maybe I'll do a like legitimate, this is why very specific thing. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet, but it, it really shaped me as a person on a very, very deep level. So I've always been Luke. And I remember when we first started the podcast, I was always like, I'm, I don't know, Ahsoka or Luke, Ahsoka or Luke. But in doing the podcast over the last close to a year, I've oh, Star Wars is always just I've never had friends who are into Star Wars not really like it's always just been me in my head and that was kind of it you didn't have a husband who was but, in yeah, it I mean, like, you're very supportive wonderful <laughs> but like it was it was just me it was a very um, not lonely because that sounds so depressing but it was just my thing I didn't get oh. to talk about it a lot outside of my own head mm. and obviously having the podcast and joining on Twitter and now like found this community of people that here I am in my 40s like get to have this experience, which is so awesome. And it was in that that I realized that Ahsoka is, like, my absolute... She taught me, like, that character is so absolutely incredible. She is great. And I find myself to this, like, the moment when she leaves the Order and that last shot of what was the... Like, I can't talk about it because I'll be completely messed up. But that is my ultimate Star Wars moment of any and all Star Wars, and I literally do not think I'm the same person I was before I watched that episode. And it just, like, it, like, hit me on so many levels. And now being a father to, Mm. like... So it hit me, like, that way as, like, a Star Wars fan, and, like, I think I finally came to peace with... I was just having a Twitter conversation with someone this morning, actually, of, like, I understand the, the... the side of fandom that's very upset with Ben Solo not getting his time to shine in The Rise of Skywalker. And I was like, you know, I can relate to that. I don't necessarily see it that way, but I know where you're coming from because I grew up all I, I don't know world without Star Wars. It's always been there. And when the prequel trilogy, we all had our ideas that the Jedi were these amazing heroes and they were the knights in shining armor and they were going to come in and save the day. And I know now, here we are 20 years later, the prequels went through a really rough time and really we can try to blame it on bad CGI and all this stuff that is doesn't really matter. We were all devastated because the Jedi are not heroes. And I, to me, right. that is why people do not like them. They're cold. They're, you know, and, and people talk about the dialogue in the prequels and all that. And I've always felt like George Lucas is, like, amazing. And that dude knows how to make you feel something mm. outside of dialogue. And that time was cold and starch. And you're not supposed to be comfortable watching those movies. Like, it is, right. 
You're not supposed so they work. They are like perfect films as far as I'm concerned. Mm. They are perfect because they they make you feel like you're supposed to feel. And so right. I've always loved the prequels and never went through that, but I was just heartbroken for a long time because my heroes and I felt bad for Luke who I we learned later in in the last Jedi which I always thought that was a very natural progression because here was Luke just like us who dreamed of his father being this amazing Jedi and sure all those other things but then he starts to learn what the Jedi really mm-hmm. were and of course he's pissed off mm-hmm. his father's Darth Vader we never got time with what that realization would have done to a person mm-hmm. and then we find out that he looked up to the Jedi like a lot of people did and they were these bad people and it was like so I get Ahsoka who taught me how to let go of that in that moment with kindness i thought about as a queer person and all the people who left and done crappy things just because of who i was and to learn to not hate them anymore and then i think about as now a father to like foster kids who we as parents to me tom and i've worked very very hard of as much as that nothing good brought them into our lives, right? Mm. They had to go through some really horrible things that most people can never dream of to get here. And I hope that they can look to them and me as a parent, I can't look at their parents with any sort of judgment because they are still their biological parents. Mm. And I've, we have to learn to understand this difference in that moment, like has now taken on that layer because we didn't have children back then. It's like, it is this moment that has just affected me on so many different levels. And that's what I love about Star Wars is you bring yourself into it so much and moments mean different things at different times of your life. And I've always felt that Star Wars comes when you need it. It's something new that we, I don't know if we're ever going to get that again because, you know, it took us 28 years to get six movies. Hmm. And now in the last five, we've had five movies. Mm. So I'm not sure if we're going to get those big moments of, so I'm curious, you know, I'm looking forward to the future seeing how like reflection changes when it's just this onslaught of stuff now. Yeah. But anyways. Well, so speaking about moments, do you two, do either one of you have a special moment with regards to the movies that have moved you, something to that effect? You want to go first, Pat? Okay, well, okay, uh, there are... No, I need time. Okay. <laughs> I'll buy you some time. Um, it's, you know, I think what, like you were saying, Brian, was very, very intense and very true is that I think many of the times moments will change for uh, for what the need is at the moment, you know, what you're going through personally, right? And Pat and I have always said that, I mean, that's the, found, the foundation of our podcast is Conversations was that all the conversations that we had surrounded Star Wars – whether it's texts or jokes or serious times as well, uh, you know we've we've all gone through things that are tough to yeah. go through, and each one of those moments there's a there's a moment for Star Wars for everything, whether it's a quip, it's a line, it's a this, it's a that, it's always there, and you know that's what's part of the the great part of the the entire saga is is that it can be present for whatever moment that you're going through, whether it's something yep. you need to laugh, uh, to cry, to do all these different things. But there are, I mean, I could list probably four or five key moments that uh, I would say that I would never have expected uh, a movie or a cartoon. I'd even sort of sort of drum it down to a cartoon, quote-unquote, that would move yeah. me. Um, but I think what f- for the most recent one that I've seen and it continues to impact me was from The Rise of Skywalker, and it was um, 
Kylo and Han Solo when he appeared on the uh, on the um, Death Star two, and when Pat and I went to see it the night of, um, I had missed the scene. Like, I mean, I saw the scene and I was literally, yes. I was a a mess, an absolute emotional mess when he came on because I didn't. When I first heard the voice, I thought it was Luke, and then he turned around and it was Han, and I was blown away. So immediately blown away, and. Yes dealing with that moment of how emotional it was and how fantastic it was, I missed the dad and then and he didn't say anything and then all that Han said was, I know. So I missed that that callback. And so the yeah. next day, because we saw it the night of and then uh, I think we, did we see it separately the second day? The night, we saw it the night before with our families. Right. And then opening night right. together. Right. And so I was able to absorb that line. And it was a massive. And you impact. lost it. I did lose it. It was, I think about it now, how it was, wow, it, it called back to the movies. It called back to the relationship, their failed part of it, the, the new part of it. And like you said, being a father, uh, I have a son. You know, all those things hit all at once. It's like, wow, this is a movie, entertainment, uh, about a space fantasy uh, western yep. uh, that's completely made up and here i am sitting in the theater like a, a pathetic fool at 47 years old but how awesome is that you know and that's like a that's what's mm -hmm. so wonderful about it so i would uh without you know taking out a whole bunch of other different scenes that were impactful i think that one's the most recent and if i wa if i had to put it on right now that moment still has that impact uh for me right now we'll talk about how yeah. you, you know star wars moments can change as you grow and get older and I think, you know, Star Wars is so much about our our interaction with it as well. And in-universe and out-of-universe, and you think about the Han Solo who said, I know, and what that meant then. Mm -hmm. And how he says it, I know now, and just how time changed the context of that exact same line is so amazing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I maybe I should have noticed it quicker. I don't even think I picked up on the callback probably the first two or three times that I saw it because I was just so gut-punched at this father who says, I know you love me, I know you're sorry, and it's okay. Like, that mm -hmm. is all I walked out with. And then I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, which makes it, you know, just adds another layer. Like, it is so, it is so good, and, you know, the I know, and then it's he... And Empire dropped down to the thing. We didn't know if he was coming back. Yep. At the same time, we hear I know, and Leia drops down and disappears too. And it's just like, this yep. so good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, what about you, sir? Uh, well, Charles was supposed to say something not as captivating, so <laughs> I uh, was, was listening intently to what he said instead of um, buying you, know, you time. The, the introspection I intended. Um, <laughs> So, oh man. Um, I will tell I you another story that I feel really strong about. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Read I the text, ask you another Charles. Question. Um, so, I, gosh, and you know, Brian nailed it in terms of um, how different lines, different scenes mean different things at different points in our lives or different different uh, ways that we're feeling and something that that is an emotional gut punch now may have less of an impact uh 
you know, at a different time when you're feeling something different. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that the bonds that are formed, I, you know, I have um, a brother that I grew up with, obviously. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, we weren't super close growing up. Mm -hmm. And um, with time and distance, um, that has kind of strengthened exponentially. And the the relationships you see in the films that you saw in the films back in the early 2000s with the prequel trilogy um, were very much like that. And, you know, so you look at Obi-Wan and Anakin as essentially brothers, and it's good enough. And then you watch the Clone Wars, not to, like, you know, praise Dave Filoni, but I mean, we could all day long. <laughs> but, um, uh, but to see how they develop those two characters specifically, in, in addition to everything else that the Clone Wars has done, um, to see how that relationship deepens over time later on kind of mimics... Uh, my own relationship with my brother where over time and um, and life experiences and things have sort of strengthened that bond in in you know on screen and in my life so I think that that um, resonates with me more now than the prequels alone you know tying in the 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 Clone Wars episodes and that sort of bond that they have time to explore, you know, on the small screen, yeah. uh, was was really at the same time that uh, you know my bond with with my brother was growing as well. Uh, I mean, you know, in our twenties, so you know, twenties to thirties. So it was. Um, it was an interesting time in Star Wars and in my life. And like like all of us had said, at different points in life, you have different feelings on things. And I think that that um, was the perfect time for that to happen, for the, for the depth of the on-screen relationship to really strengthen um, compared to in my own life. That's awesome. That is awesome. Thank you. I know that. Uh, yeah, no, thank you. Didn't that. mean to. Uh, yeah. So stop it, guys. Let's talk about it. <laughs> All right, I'll ask you an easy one now. It'll be it'll be my last one, I promise. Where where do you feel or where do you want Star Wars to go next? Oh, well, I'm gonna take the reins on this one first because I just talked about this with. Um, someone at work uh i know charles and i had talked about this um additionally um this is an interesting uh situation for us to be in on our show we don't um get into a whole lot of speculation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but this is your show so guess what <laughs> <laughs> brian loves speculation um, i do so 
think so, it's part of the game. <laughs> I love Rebels. Okay, I think I think we all have an appreciation mm-hmm. for Rebels. Um, it's 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 different from the Clone Wars in that it starts out with characters that we don't know. Yep. And immediately, Dave Filoni and his creative team make you care about them. Uh, to the tune of uh, one of the Disney uh, run Disney Star Wars runs, my daughter and I always do the five Ks, and um, okay. Uh, so we dress up obviously because it's me. <laughs> so, um, so the one year we did um, Kanan and Sabine. Oh my gosh! Okay. So, cool. so good. Her her helmet is up here somewhere, and oh, I think uh, the Kanan. Um, uh, eye pieces up here somewhere. Okay. Anyway, so um, so you know these these characters are, are so rich, and, and there's nothing to draw upon other than the the writing and creative decision from the animation team. So uh, I love love those characters. That being said, I. I'm very excited for the season of The Mandalorian, and with Sabine being a Mandalorian, I'm excited for the opportunity. You know, there's there's been speculation that Ahsoka may be in season two of The Mandalorian, which I'm sure Brian is over the moon about seeing her. <laughs> he <in my> is. <laughs> Tom's like, yep, I don't hear the end of it. <laughs> um, but, I do love uh, it. So, so I'm excited for the possibilities there. And to tie Rex into this, uh, I want to see, you know, with the epilogue of Rebels and the mission that Ahsoka and Sabine are on to find Ezra. And I really hope that, you know, if they're in the Mandalorian, which seems they should be, uh, that they do it right. And I have, uh, I have certain dreams, wishes, and fantasies (laughs) that I've, um, expressed to Charles, um, that I shan't, um, you know, bore you guys <laughs> yeah. with, but uh, I I really hope that they do it right in the series and yeah. um, and just um, propel the story forward with these characters, kind of like Rebels did with you know they had these characters that were ha- on this certain trajectory, and then you add in Fulcrum. You know, who you find out is Ahsoka. Yep. And then, you know, uh, it just kind of adds in these these characters and these concepts that you're already familiar with to this new storyline. And uh, with John Favreau and Dave Filoni being behind The Mandalorian, I think that they will do it right, and I, I really am excited for where that goes. Cool. Like to, to well, really like, make it long-winded, that's no. my answer. <laughs> I, I like it. I have to say, like, I no one, I should say that. It is very hard to not enjoy The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. But I feel like I am more excited for The Mandalorian because I am in a gigantic Dave Filoni fan. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like because I am so, like I said, here I am an OT dude, but Clone Wars is like my favorite of all Star Wars. I love Rebels. And I know, I feel like I understand how Dave Filoni works. And I understand the groundwork that is being laid. And sometimes I have my theories of what's going to happen or what I want for season two, where I think it's going. And I feel like sometimes maybe I get too deep into the weeds and I'm like, but no, I know how Dave Filoni works. There's a reason for all of this stuff where you can get into the deep into the weeds. And I will do, we'll probably do a podcast before it comes out because I have a very different take, I think, and very different read of Mandalorian than a lot of people do, uh, from what I've heard. But, uh, yeah, like, Tom has no idea what you're talking about. He's never seen Rebels. We, we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, <laughs> and he did really like Clone Wars. Like, we did a recap before we started. He's trying. Well, like, we watched Clone Wars for the podcast. We did a bunch of episodes mm-hmm. lead up to the Mandalorian. He was like, oh, this is good. And then we obviously watched season seven that just came out. And Tom's like, oh, I think I understand where it was such a blubbering mess every time the sofa came. <laughs> oh my god, was he ever? Holy cow. Oh I, my I god, understand. was he ever? Yeah. Oh my god. I, I am, like, our son Jack, who's the oldest, is always like, we were watching Clone Wars, and it was that final episode, and Jack's like, looks at me, he's like, great. Is it going to be one of those episodes? <laughs> <laughs> one of those episodes. I was like, oh god. <laughs> All right. How about you, sir? Um, I would say that uh, I'm looking forward to it all. I mean, it's Star Wars. Um, yep. I'm sure I'll enjoy it uh, for um, for you know what it's going to be, even the High Republic, where maybe they're going back in time, maybe, and exploring a new era. And I think that break uh, would be good for everybody. I think that there's a lot of uh, unfortunate uh, stories and, and opinions, and not unfortunate opinions, but I mean, but different opinions that have divided a lot of people about the sequel trilogy and where it ended up. And... Um, so I think a, a break from that will be good. Uh, I fully yeah, trust, totally. you know, uh, Dave Filoni and, and Favreau, what they've done with The Mandalorian and how that's come out and uh, brings high hopes for the Cassian series that they're talking about and Obi-Wan. And it seems like a, a really great new era coming and maybe it is all small mm-hmm. screen Disney Plus stuff. And hey, if they can get away with more in-depth stories and uh, with more character building than you than you can with a you know, two and a half hour movie that you have these constraints to do, well then so be it, if that helps with the stories. Yep. Um, so looking forward to all those pieces. Um, and I also think too, really, that uh, for as much as the sequel trilogy has, you know, suffered from, um, you know, whether it was not planned fully out or wasn't made clear enough. And, you know, we just spoke about this on this week's episode about, um, on our show about uh, ancillary material and how you know, the casual fan would need to know a lot more that's out there to maybe understand parts of the movies, which is, you know, that's not a good thing necessarily for the long-term <laughs> viability of a franchise. If you, you know, it's fine if you have Tom who uh, who's being able to ask Brian about certain things or our wives or whatever, and, you yeah. know, it's, you know, you have someone, a resource who's going to have, oh, well, this is why this happened. Well, not necessarily a good thing. So my, yeah. I, I would secretly like to see in the next 20 years let's little bits and pieces of things that come out that help bridge the sequel trilogy together and in the same way that for me you know seeing 
the prequel trilogy at a certain time in my life that I just discounted it. Then slowly mm-hmm. understanding that Clone Wars comes along and then gives me a, suddenly this massive appreciation for these three movies. That's, I'm, I'm hoping that's something that can happen where, you know, in 20 years from now, um, people are, are, are loving on the sequel trilogy just like they are yep. the prequel trilogy. And it'd be wonderful if that can happen. I, I, I don't know if that can happen, but, because, um, yeah. you know, I sort of feel that's part of it's going to be, oh, that's just the Disney machine trying to uh, force a solution <laughs> into a place where uh, there was a problem to begin with uh, or whatever it's going to be. But I, that's, that's what I hope, to, uh, beyond everything else that's already talked about, that would be like a, just something for me. So when I speak to Dave yeah. next, I'll see if I can get that going. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. I'm behind it. <laughs> you know, I'm excited for just time because I feel like, mm-hmm. I, like I lived through the prequels. I remember, you know, we didn't have Twitter or Facebook back mm-hmm. then, mostly Twitter, I guess, maybe. We didn't have podcasts. We didn't have this. We didn't really have the internet yet. Yeah, yeah. It, it was these conversations that I see on Twitter are no different than the heated conversations we had in a comic book store or in the Barnes & Noble Star Wars line. Yes. Like, it all existed <laughs> back then. And years went by, and those people introduced to, to Star Wars through the prequels love them like we do mm-hmm. um so they you know they did it all right we can choose to you know see certain things we want to or not whatever but they did it right mm-hmm. and i one of the things i've loved about the podcast too is seeing even people our age who were brought into this world through the sequel trilogy and yeah you know, i try my best to always be super positive i i am me, I am having a very hard time with the rise of Skywalker. I love so much of what it did, but I'm having a hard time with it, mm-hmm. and it, that has never happened to me before. So I'm like, I find my, I always want to be positive in my uncertainty about it, if that makes sense. Yep. I'm not going to go down nasty road, but listening to people who love the sequel trilogy, like I love everything else, is making me really excited because they're clearly seeing it in a way that I didn't or don't yet have the ability to see it. And I'm looking forward to being able to see it that way mm. so I can see it from another point of view so I can understand it in a way that maybe I'm just not understanding it yet. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. learned a lot of that with talking with Tom because I'm so envious that he can just go into a movie and enjoy a movie. <laughs> and he doesn't come with all the stuff that we do, which is a pressure. Yes, as much it as is. I love it, but it's also it a pressure. Like, yep. I just want to go in and have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't have that ability. I can love them, but I don't have the ability just to come in with nothing. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. And I don't have the ability to just leave either. I'm like, it's with you. Uh, and it I'm very been. envious. <laughs> it's funny, you but, know, we've been to Galaxy's Edge. We're fortunate enough to live close at Galaxy's yeah. Edge, you know, and we've been there a lot and Star Wars Celebration and... I'm sure you guys have seen the pictures and, you know, of yeah. not just us. I mean, I mean, in general, yeah. of all these people and their experiences and cosplaying and everything. And um, there was a poignant scene. I think it was after the opening of Galaxy's Edge, another time when we were there. And there was a young girl. Um, well, I mean, beyond that, Pat's daughter. He built, uh, he made uh, a Ray cosplay yeah. for Episode Nine before it came out. So it was the Rise of Skywalker Ray and the sort of the whites, the more of the whites versus the sort of more uh, sort of darker grays from um, yep. Last Jedi. So he made that for, for uh, Emily. And because she's young enough, she's able to cosplay in the park. 
And so we went to the opening of Galaxy's Edge, and when Ray, the cast member, saw her, she stopped what she was doing, walked up to her, and took her on a tour of halfway through the park, just chatting between the, the, both of them, right? And so they're having this moment, and people beyond us with our mouths agape and scrambling for phones yeah. to get video and everything, <laughs> like the idiot fathers, um, people, other people were standing around looking and taking pictures and everything. So it was a wonderful moment. But what I think a lot of people need to also think about, too, is that there's a generation of kids who are growing up who only know the sequel trilogy and only know mm. The Mandalorian. And there's a picture of a... I saw it was on one of the blogs from Disney, and she the, the girl looked no more than three. And she was in, like, a ray, and her hair was up, like, a little bit of the buns. And mm. she's uh, hugging Ray. And so those young generation today who are... Uh, learning to love Star Wars through the sequel trilogy, rewind that 20 years ago for The Phantom Menace. And those yeah. people say, you know what? You may not like my, my trilogy, but guess what? I love my trilogy, and I'm going to choose to see it this way. And so that's where hopefully some of that will sort of move yeah. us into a better place where we can all sort of have civil conversations about it and, and uh, have minute, detailed podcasts about <laughs> certain details. But not, uh... <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm really, I am very excited for that. So, before we say goodbye, mm -hmm. y'all had a question for us, correct? Yes, Pat, why don't you wrote the question, so why don't you ask it? Oh, man. What was the question? Wait, which one was it? <laughs> was well, it the lunch one? Way. Yes, the lunch yeah. one. It's the lunch one? Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to let Tom go. So, who would you right. want to go to lunch with, right? Yeah, out of anyone associated with Star Wars, whether it's a character, an actor, a creator, um, anyone even loosely associated with the franchise, um, who would it be and what would you hope to talk about? I'm going to go with uh, Kylo Ren. Not Ben, not Adam Driver. Kylo Ren. I would... Hopefully make it out alive. No, no, I think we'd be good friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I like him. I like him because Kylo Ren is a, to me, he's a split personality kind of guy. He's got two faces that he wears. You know, one's the mask and one's the non-mask. And I, Ben, I see, have always seen him as very separate than Kylo Ren even when he emerged at the end of the movie and died and kissed the girl and all that kind of good stuff. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I, I think he's, I find him to be a pretty fascinating character. I think there's the core of good and there's the face of bad. Uh, but the face of bad was something that was just created by somebody else and was never really him in a way. So I find that fascinating. So, um, so that's my answer. That's my final answer. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Mine will, probably, mine will be no surprise, I'm sure, to anyone who regularly listens to us or has even just listened to this podcast. Can we get? But <laughs> I would love to go to lunch with Dave Filoni because Dave Filoni is now, again, my Star Wars, especially in this new era that we're heading. I would love to have the conversation of Dave Filoni of how do you take something that was not yours, honor it, mm. and move it forward? Uh, because 
that I just think he what he did with with Clone Wars moved Star Wars forward. And I yes, George had a lot to do with it. I understand that, but I think Dave Filoni is the magic sauce. Ahsoka Tano is his anyways, and mm-hmm. she's like again, I think the bridge, I think Ahsoka Tano is the future of Star Wars. I think she's the perfect bridge to blend so many people together. Hmm. Not only because she's still a relatively unknown character, she is someone who fought through the trenches of the, the what do they call it, the fandom menace, and she fought her way into popularity, uh, but she did it without anger. She did it with, like, anyway, I will go on about this character because I love her so much, but uh, she is still relatively new enough, but she, we all wanted Ray to be something new for the franchise well we already ahsoka is already something new she is not a jedi she makes it very clear she doubled down on it when that a-hole mace windy tried to talk to her like she was some stupid civilian she put him in his place again and but and now we have white ahsoka whatever whatever's going on with post world between worlds ahsoka she is the future of star wars i think that she can teach everyone to just calm the hell down, mm. see things for what they are, <laughs> and learn to accept it the way it is, and learn what you need to learn from it. Because I think, for me, Star Wars is a challenge, and it should always challenge you, and should make you question what you thought Star Wars was before. Dave Filoni understands how to give you all the feels that you want to feel, and then you walk away going, holy crap, that dude just like completely told me what I didn't want to hear, but I loved every single minute of it, and I come back for more every single time. <laughs> and uh, I think at this moment, Star Wars needs that. Very because cool. Because I, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that um, just the knowledge and creativity that, that Dave Filoni has just makes makes for great Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, just, oh God, I love him. <laughs> And, like, you love him, too. Like, when he talks, like, I love that the world that did not know who he was before, I love that they brought him on that gallery series. I don't know how successful Uh. that show was. But when his comment about a, how long is, how old is Phantom Menace? 21 years old now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Put Phantom Menace back on YouTube and podcast number one trending things again because he's like, you know, this is why Qui-Gon's great. Yeah. Boom. And he's, like, laid it all out there and all the... I just thought he was a cool-looking devil. That's all, like, no, we learned <laughs> so much. And, like, because he is, like, just snarky enough, like George Lucas, who is still, like, you know, he is, he's a 70s, 60s and 70s guy mm-hmm. with his middle finger up to everybody. That's who he is. That was the era. Mm-hmm. It's what we love about him. Dave Filoni is still kind of like that. And... To me, like I hear all this stuff on Twitter, people saying that the Rise of Skywalker is a failure because it just placated all this. And I'm like, my answer, regardless if I have my own personal feelings about it, I don't think that's the case because I believe in Star Wars and Star Wars at its heart has its middle finger up at everybody who tells it what to do. <laughs> and like, like, but in like a really great way. Yeah. You know? They're like, yeah. no, I know you wanted the Jedi the to be a heroes, but they're not. Mm. This is actually what they are. And your idea of what a hero should be is actually kind of wrong, mm. and I'm going to give you three movies to explain why what you think is great is not great. Right, right, and you interpret and it the way you want. And now we have Ahsoka. Exactly. To show us the way. <laughs> now we have Ahsoka. There we go. And that's Anyways. just great Star Wars. That is, that is sure just is. great Star Wars. <laughs> it sure is. Awesome. 
Well, thank you very much, guys. We had yes, a really, you. really, really wonderful time. We had a fantastic time as well. It was great to talk to you and, and to find out about more you guys and also just some of the great questions that you had. We When I texted those to Pat and we were talking about them, it's like, wow, these are some really thought-provoking questions. So that was thank a you. lot of fun. Thank you. I, I would like to... I, I, I would like to think... <laughs> I would like to think that our, you know, you all don't do it either. You don't go over a ton of news and a ton of rumors no. and like no. it's not. I like to have a, I like to talk scholars. Yeah. And I, I love, again, how many layers to Star Wars there is. And I am like the emotional, like get me. Why does it hit you in the feels the way it does? And I love that we're able to talk about these things. And thank you to people like you for like sharing on that level because it's kind of a vulnerable thing to do. Uh, but I think it's one of the things that makes sellers great, and that's mm-hmm. what we always try to do on this podcast: is punching the fields when you leave. There you give go. You that we appreciate you. Them. Well, we appreciate no, you guys you. as well. Thank you very much. It was a great time. Awesome. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, do you want to give a shout out to your podcast, your socials, where we can uh, our, our listeners can find you? Sure. And probably stop listening to us because y'all are better at this than we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, our uh, mothership is uh, conversations.com, our website. We um, have all of our uh, Han Jinx and Luke Foolery up there, whether it's Black Series figures or cosplay or just our, our watch list, whatever you want. Uh, we keep that as, well, quasi-updated as much as we can when we have time. Um, <laughs> but you can also find us on Twitter, at uh, Suations, and uh, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash conversations. And we're also recently on Instagram at uh, Instagram forward slash conversations. We're there. And we also have a Spreadshirt shop. We... You know, one of our earliest uh, play things that we used to do before uh, anything, the podcast was even on the radar, is we would make T-shirts. Uh, used to have a um, sort of a silk uh, silk screening machine. So we would come up with concepts for T-shirts and print them ourselves and make one-offs or awesome. two-offs. And yeah. um, we are slowly unarchiving those and putting those up on our Spreadshirt shop and uh, just having fun with awesome. that. So. Yeah, we have cool. to go check that. I didn't know you did that. Yeah, many Bad. many different layers of nerddom we've gone through. <laughs> but it's now. Yep. some new shirts. Well, well there you awesome. go. There you go. Yeah, there's uh, Tom also, could use some new shirts or a shirt, right? <laughs> Make sure uh, if you're not following these guys already at uh, at conversation or Swation, Sorry, right? Yes, on Twitter. Yep. Nations. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they do a weekly chat out for all podcasts that they listen to and. They're always super great listens, and uh, I know I tune into them to look for those and find new things. So make sure you follow them, even if it's just for that. Yeah, it's a great, uh, yeah. It's all about support. New people to listen to. Yeah, we, we go through a lot of different yep, shows, 100%. and we find new ones, and we mix them in, and you know, as we listen to them, we jot them down, and you know, when we hit the maximum, sometimes we'll go over a couple of screens, but um, we, yeah. you know, there's only so much time, but we really try and mix in new, new ones and ones that we've been listening to for a while, and our favorites and uh you know we we awesome. just try and spread the word for everyone because everyone's doing it for for fun so it's a good thing yep well we appreciate it and you'll also get lots of wrestling gifts yes in those <laughs> threads when they start i don't know what any of them mean half the time but they're fun <laughs> todd at uh, wstr media he loves he's okay. a big uh, wrestling fan he started with that yeah. and so um yeah, we did that, and a, one of our favorites too is Shit's Creek. I don't know if you have ever watched the the show Shit's uh-huh. Creek. Okay, I and yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Pat actually introduced that to my wife years ago. Okay, um, and uh, they have yeah, we've gone through many Shit's Creek uh, gifts as well. So yeah, it's. If you uh, start going there, I understand that more because Lord knows I probably don't pick the right 
wrestling things. A few times I tried. Sometimes I'm like, I don't get this. I don't. <laughs> I don't get this. I'll I'll do Roddy Rod Piper from They Live. That that will start to be my thing. I'll just start posting They Live things, and at least the two of you know what I'm talking about. That's how my that's my interest. Rowdy Roddy Piper. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. And uh, make sure you go follow them and listen to their podcast because it's fantastic. Well, thank you very All much. Right. Well, we definitely hope you enjoyed that conversation with Pat and Charles as much as we did. They are some really, really wonderful dudes, and uh, we are definitely Twitter buds, and I am a big fan of their podcast. So if you give them a listen after you listen to us, that would be fantastic. They are definitely uh, a lot of fun, and they are really, really, really positive, and we love positive Star Wars talk here at Pink Milk. Uh, we were also speaking with Geeky Girl Gab, Candace, and Bree about the rise of Skywalker. So keep an eye out on their socials as well. I'm not sure when that episode's coming out, but we did have a lot of fun. And uh, just be prepared. Tom talks a lot on that one. <laughs> You'll see. Uh, don't forget to uh, follow us at Pink Milk Haas. That's Pink Milk Haas, H-A-U-S, on Instagram and Twitter. You can see us at Pink Milk Dot site and don't forget if you listen to us on apple Podcasts, please 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 write and review give us five stars give us a written review it helps a lot because if you enjoy our show we're hoping other people do as well uh the next few weeks we have some fun guests coming up so uh you know it's been a big big time here for the pink milk podcast ever since pride month and we appreciate all of you for enjoying the show talking to us, supporting us, all of those things, and uh, talking to us about your friends. So don't forget to share, write, subscribe, do all the things you need to do to get pink milk in other people's ears. All right, until next time, thank you very much, and drink up!